This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to the Man of Fit Podcast. Is spiritual growth a natural process? Is fixed mindset always negative? How to grow your faith in a culture that is against you? Come, listen, and join the discussion. The Man of Fit Podcast. Well, good morning, friends. Howdy, family. Welcome back to the Man of Fit Podcast. My name's Jay. I'm here with my best friend, Jesse Rawlings, and we are going to be talking more mindset today. So, good morning, Jesse. Hey, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. So, I was thinking last time we discussed the different types of mindsets, and I was going to... I was thinking there's no better place to sit here and think of how those are projected into our life mm-hmm. other than through the Bible. Sure. And I mean, the Bible is God's living word. It is his word breathed into text, interpreted and written down. And we read it and it's applicable exactly to our lives every single day. But what characters do we have in the Bible that would be a fixed mindset. And is, is that a good thing? Or what about, what about, let's start with like growth. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we jump into that, I will say, you know, just to go off of what you said, you know, the Bible is God's living word. Um, all scripture is breathed through God. Um, we know this in second Timothy three, 16 through 17, that, all scripture is God breath and it's useful t- for teaching, rebuking, correcting, uh, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, so I just want to lay that out there. One, because we'll be quoting a lot of the Bible and I want you to know well, why we're doing that and why we believe that that is good for us moving forward when we talk about different things. But two, you know, me and Jay have not been ordained, have not been called as ministers. Um, so we want y'all to test us to um, go back. Um, if you had think we might have said something wrong or, or misinterpreted something and, and read for yourself, um, because the scripture will reveal the scripture. Um, we're just sitting here trying to take our next steps in Christ together um, and with y'all. So uh, we don't want you to think we're like, authority member um, and what we say <laughs> to be taken verbatim. Uh, we want you all to grow and, and figure that out on your own. Um, Correct. With the, with hopefully the inspiration of the Holy spirit guiding you. Now that being said, um, yes, there are multiple stories, both in the old Testament into uh, new Testament um, that have shown us uh, the glory of having a growth mindset um, and really the need for a fixed mindset in certain areas. Um, So the first uh, story that really jumps out to me uh, when I think about specifically a growth mindset is the story of Noah um, in Genesis six through eight. If you know anything about Noah, you know, he built the ark, you know, there was a great flood which interesting enough, um, I don't know if we've talked about this before, Jay, uh, but I find this interesting in my college literature class that I took. Um, pretty much every culture in the world 
um, that we have at least literature on mm-hmm. as uh, three stories that intertwine all of them. There's yeah. some sort of beginning. There's some sort of end. And then every story also has a story of a great flood that came upon the earth. So I find that very, very interesting. And so, I do too. And I think it's amazing that it even spans oceans. Like we have oh, stories yeah. of a great flood uh, amongst the Aztecs. And we have um, obviously over in the Middle East and Egyptian era. Um, yeah. And Nordic, Nordic gods, like they have a story of a great flood. Like it's just very interesting. All these cultures that uh, didn't know each other at the time, but still have the story of the great flood. Yeah. So so anyways, if we look at Noah's story, uh, we know that God called him to start building um, this ark in the middle of a drought season when where he was living. Um, They haven't seen rain. I'm not I'm not going to get the the date right, but it was a long time. It's pretty much like West Texas. If you live here, you know, rain is a (laughs) rarity um, and you wonder what's falling from the sky when it does come. Um, so that's kind of what they were. And so Noah was um, kind of empowered by God um, and, and shown, um, prophesied to about what was to come. And he um, began his journey of building this ark. But just as you can expect, if you're doing something that is so against the cultural norm. Yeah, very like much against the grain. Yeah, you're going to have backlash the whole way. So mm-hmm. he's being bombarded from all sides. Even, you know, probably some relatives are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but he had to really sit there and uh, believe um, that, you know, what God was saying was going to come true and that every effort he made um, to prepare for that was going to come in for fruition essentially pretty much his faith in what God was telling him was growing with every nail that he hammered in for his new boat. Um, is that, that, that's pretty much what you're saying right there. Yeah. 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 Um, which is very, very cool when you kind of think about the totality of not just what he was going on at the time, um, but kind of what we've talked about last season about just making these, uh, minor steps to your ultimate goal. You know, as the sun was hitting him, as he was sweating, as he was 40 meters up or whatever, like you gotta be thinking, he was like, what am I doing? Yeah. So, so let me, let me ask you this. So let me bring us back into modern day. Um, how, how do you see Noah's story where his, his family, his friends, his neighbors is probably governing figures, chieftain, whatever, are sitting here and telling, dude, you you are off your rocker. It's not the right time of the year, even for rain anyways. It's a bad idea. You're wasting wood. You're wasting your time. <laughs> and he's, he's just getting berated by all these peoples. Um, but how do you see that correlating with some, with a new Christian, maybe, maybe a new Christian that is within a, a, a family, a secular family, or, yeah. or maybe a new Christian in school that has a friend group that is like, man, uh, I'm surrounded by people that don't necessarily agree with me or don't, don't necessarily want to talk about it. They, they'd rather silence rather than confrontation. How, how do you see that? Man, I mean, there's definitely a lot of parallels. Um, I think what Noah had 
um, on his side uh, was that his family was in his corner. Um, for the scenario you gave, and I can think of, I kind of what first jumped into my mind was um, God's Not Dead, that movie, right? And you right. have that um, in the midst of the whole um, the whole movie. There's this woman who um, is from Muslim descent, but came to know Christ, and but her whole family uh, was Muslim, and and I don't know much, but I know that if you become defect from Muslim faith and become a Christian, you're like disowned by your family, potentially even put to death. Um, and so um, she was being barrotted, barrotted, berated, berated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, for multiple angles and having to hide it in secret. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's very, very difficult. Um, I think, um, you definitely need a supporting cast. You need someone to to help you along that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's inevitable, even for even a Christian, you know, who grew up in a church family and have secular friends. Um, but you know, even if they have that good support cast, it's still hard to be in the world um, around you and have um, the world telling you. Um, different things. I mean, that's, that's a good point. I, I was just listening to you and that I agree with you. I would, I would also say in just elaboration to that point is that each time that that new Christian would take a little step in faith Mm -hmm. or like nail a board to a boat to create a boat each time you sit there and take that little step, it's going to become easier, but not only is it become going to become easier, but it's also going to give the opportunity for God to speak into your life and to show his power. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, that's very well spoken. Um, you know, I think the big thing you got to worry about in that though, is that we do need to constantly rely on God. You know, I can speak from experience that sometimes taking those steps, you start thinking about, man, look what I did. Versus like, man, look what God did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's so true. Um, well, what I, I was, I was reading and I was looking into, um, other characters of the Bible and I was thinking about Abraham, mm-hmm. Abraham and his wife and his journey through, um, Egypt back into the Jordan Valley, um, back into pretty much present day Israel. And, when you, when you first look at uh, Abraham, he's with his family, and God says, go. And he's like, okay, I'll go. Um, and so you, you initially think of like, oh, this guy, has, this guy has the growth mindset. This guy is going to sit here and like uh, he, he's already starting off on the right foot with God, and mm-hmm. his faith is going to grow. He's going to sit here and learn to trust God. And then he makes the – like he just makes dumb decisions. Like <laughs> he goes to Egypt and he sees these powerful uh, Egyptians and, and the, uh, the rulers go, man, uh, your wife is so beautiful. I want to take her into the harem and possibly marry her. And, and, or sorry, he, the, the woman that he's with, and he's so scared that he mm-hmm. goes, that's not my wife. That's my sister. Right. Uh, right. I don't know about you, but if I ever introduce my wife 
as my sister, I'm sleeping on the couch and I'm in trouble for a minimum of probably six months. And so, but needless to say, God pulls him through in Egypt. He sits there and takes away, lets him go, actually gives him stuff mm. or lying. And you're like, huh, well, that kind of ended up in a little different way. And then <laughs> he goes further and he runs into a king called King Abimelech. And he does the same thing. Like, well, it you're going the first time. Well, right. I mean, he's richer now, but I mean, let's hold on. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus on morals. Um, but he's like, the guy's like, oh yeah, that woman you're with is so beautiful. And he's like, it's my sister. <laughs> Give me money. Yeah. And I'm like, man, poor Sarah. She's, she's just probably sitting there going, why does this keep replaying the same way? Yeah. And then again, God steps in and goes, no. And then he leaves and he's given gifts mm. because the uh, King Abimelech is fearful of the wrath of God mm-hmm. because he feels like he has wronged Abraham's God. Mm-hmm. And so Abraham leaves again. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, now this is not, this is not the growth faith mindset. I mean, we're lying, we're hiding, we're fearful. And then, but this is one of God's big characters that he, Oh yeah. He I mean, really, it's where he made his nation from. Yeah. I mean, here, here, here is numero uno. He is number one in the story of his, of God's nation. And he's lying, he's hiding. He, it's like, mm. he doesn't trust God. And then later on his um, brother, Lot ends up getting in trouble mm-hmm. and Abraham goes and asks God, Hey, go help my brother. And God actually saves Lot who Lot actually denounces God and is actually in the same era of where uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And for those that don't know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is pretty much just two towns that were dedicated to sinful activity that I, were more Vegas, New York, Los Angeles. No. <laughs> um, but God Saturn saw that they were just so bad um, that he wiped them out and yeah. just wiped out those two towns. And so, but Lot was in there. And so Abraham then turned around and asked God to sit there and save him. And he did. And over the course of Abraham's life, he started growing and learning that to trust in God. And you see later on in his life that he's actually able to do that. And he's not hiding in fear and he's not lying even against the odds. And so I thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good story. Actually a really applicable story, especially when you look at um, some different uh, new Testament scriptures on how um, we are, um, supposed to grow, you know, in our spiritual walk, you know, that now that we're in the new Testament, now we're in that new era, we have the Holy spirit with us, uh, guiding us and stuff. But in like first Peter sec, uh, chapter two, verses two and three, it talks about like, you know, you were once newborn babies. And so you craved milk like newborn babies. Uh, but then as you grown up in your salvation, um, it's time that you you taste what is good to the Lord. It's time that you kind of chew over um, true food. Um, and so that's kind of like the whole story that you see there is like God said, go. 
and Abraham responded in faith with the growth mindset. But then as he was coming through trials, he was kind of stuck in a fixed mindset, fearful mindset, um, and was actually being withheld from, you know, some of the promises of God. Um, and then as he grew in his understanding, he was able to be mature enough to even um, in that story, towards the end of that story, like you kind of mentioned or, or referenced a little bit, is that um, Abraham was given a promise of a child in his later age, um, Isaac, whom forth, you know, the, the Israelites were going to become a great nation through, right? Um, and in Genesis 22, he was... Uh, asked to sacrifice Isaac. He was asked to give him back to the Lord. Um, and I mean, just to have that um, faith and that that maturity to be like, well, you're going to be good. You're going to provide a way. Like the mm-hmm. whole way up the mountain, he was saying, well, tell Isaac, because Isaac would ask, well, where's the goat to sacrifice? He was like, the Lord will provide, the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until, you know, Isaac was on the altar bounded up that he was like, Oh wait, this isn't right. <laughs> um, but, but like to have that faith um, and that growth mindset, you know, really, really kind of shows, you know, what we go through as a daily um, life and, and really kind of an encouragement of where we, want to become and where we can become if we're just faithful to take those small steps. Um, but one thing that I always kind of look at also, especially in our culture, is there is there a time that it's okay to be kind of rigid, kind of fixed in your thinking? Yeah, um, that's a that, that that's that's a good question. I, I do want to because I had kind of like a stroke of genius or not genius, maybe spirit led. Um, but I wanted to sit here and talk with you more about that scripture that you read earlier, because yeah. I mean, we just talked about Abraham and right. how he went from the milk where he was very scared and right. he was, he knew what God told him to do. He was moving, but he was very much childlike and very concerned too. He was a rock and probably the most difficult possible situation that oh, yeah. could be in for sure and that that progression of character from one end of the spectrum to the other is what we seek out in life but what i was kind of going to be like not like like vulnerable but honest um is we talked about how growth mindset is different with different aspects of life and i believe that that would be true as well. And when we talk about spirituality and spiritual milk as comparative to the food, because often, um, I don't know for yourself, but for me, there are times that you're like, yes, I've got this area of my faith down, but this area, I feel like I'm still drinking milk. And I was like, sure. Give an example. Yes. I'm memorizing script scripture. I know, 20 scriptures, I get five more every month. Is that not accurate numbers? But just just picture that. And then you're like, but I can't talk to a stranger that I bump into about Christ. Sure. Well, I mean, one, you're doing awesome. I mean, keep doing what you're doing about with the scripture. And but the other one, you often feel like you're drinking milk, just talking to a stranger. 
And so, but it, it's, it's, it's a totally different aspect of it. So how, how do you derive from that? You know, I think, I think it's like what we are right now, you know, we're on a journey, you know, my church always says that uh, we're coming together um, as Christians, helping each other take their next steps in Christ, whatever that may look like. It doesn't mean we have all the answers. It doesn't yeah. mean, I mean, we're definitely not perfect. You know, we're called to be imitators of Christ who was perfect. Um, so just like anybody who's an imitator, you're never going to be that person. There's no mm-hmm. way to live up to the actual persona or the, the person of Christ because of he was perfect. Um, but I mean, I think that's our, our, our steps is to become that way. Right. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I just kind of always look back at the disciples in this scenario and think, you know, they've been with Christ and yet they still lacked faith or they still didn't understand though they had him there with him. Like if anybody could be like Christ, it should be the disciples. Yeah. The people that stood right next to him for three years. Yeah. And you, you see that, right? I mean, you see it with like Peter, right? So in Matthew 14, I love Peter. He, yeah, he's, he's a good character. Um, in Matthew 14, he steps out of the, well, there's a storm. Christ is walking to them on the water and he sees him. And he's like, if that's you call me to you and I'll come to you. And so he, he said, come to him out of the water, out of the boat. And so Peter steps out onto the water, right? But as the waves are coming, Peter loses his focus. And he yeah. looks down and he starts to sink. And really, that's a good metaphor, a good example um, of how we, what happens to us. So those areas that you are lacking, maybe areas you just lost focus. You mm-hmm. just turned away from Christ and mm-hmm. you just need to go back to him. Um, so that's, I always like to look back at that. Um, and you know, in that you get realization. I mean, everything, everything we do, we, we learn something from it. Yeah. Hindsight's always 2020. But what I like about what you said is also what we're leading to next is that ability to have a fixed mindset. And if Peter was fixed on Christ, um, and didn't, look elsewhere, didn't get distracted, mm. didn't have other variables that we're going into, he would have been the second person to fully walk on water. <laughs> Instead, it was <laughs> just number two. I mean, Christ is number one. So let's be real here. But but still, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. made this far into the episode thank you so much for your support Uh, i hope you're really enjoying the content so far we are excited to announce another giveaway to kick off season two Uh, we are giving away dr myron roll's book uh, the two percent way dr roll is an ex-nfl athlete turned neurosurgeon and credits his success to the philosophy of making small improvements each day in order to enter the giveaway all you have to do is follow and join the manifest podcast group on facebook then leave a review on your performed streaming platform. You can find further details in the show notes below or on Facebook. Now, back to the episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. 
Uh, we just finished up kind of discussing a growth mindset, specifically looking at um, biblical context and how that kind of applies to to today and kind of gaining some encouragement, some growth from that. Uh, but my question, Jay, is um, when you look at Carol Dweck's kind of uh, growth versus fixed mindset, fixed mindset always seems to have like a negative connotation. Um, but do you think that a fixed mindset is always negative? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great question. I've often thought about that because like we talked about John McEnroe. I mean, we've talked about other big celebrities and Mm -hmm. big athletes that have sat here and made it with a fixed mindset. I mean, they rose to the peak, the pinnacle Mm -hmm. of like what Mm -hmm. they do. So, I mean, like, is it really all that bad? Um, and so I don't think so. I mean, what what have what have you found in regards to our conversation today? Of like, yeah, I mean, I think and that. Yeah, I'll start with just like overall. I think overall, like, yes, it has a negative connotation, and I think it depends on where you're applying your fix mindset. And I'll use kind of what we've been talking about as an example. You know, one of my uh, one of the characters I've been really looking at lately in the Bible is is Daniel and kind of his story, how he was taken out of captivity or while well, he was taken into captivity yeah. um, from yeah. his home. I can't remember if it was the Persians or the Babylons that um, overthrew and, and took the Israelites into captivity, but he was taken into captivity as, at a young age. So he's taken away from his family at, at a very young age, put into the king's court training um, if you will, for lack of a better lot term, of influence of their culture and yeah, and yeah, in order to influence them because he was um, considered, I guess, by his captors that he was going to be him and whoever else they took, they were going to be like the 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 people to help change the culture of his where he grew up. Anyways, to make it match their culture. Anyways, that being said, so Daniel kind of was a faithful servant to the Lord, um, stayed true to his beliefs, but somehow worked his way up while well, somehow being of God's you know, will worked his way up into good standings with the King and stuff. And so there's a, there's multiple stories about his faithfulness. Um, that is very, very interesting to read. Very interesting to look at, especially in context when we think of like David was a man after God's own heart, but like, it seems like Daniel in his, close friends almost had more faith at times than, <laughs> than David. But anyways, um, one story that really kind of stands out is in Daniel six. Um, it starts in, it's in chapter, chapter six and verse two through like 24, I believe. Um, it's the, the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Everybody knows that story. If you grew up in, in the church, um, you're you're always told, you know, have faith like Daniel. Get into yeah. the lion's den. You can you can do it. You know. Yeah. Um. But really, the the faith doesn't come with Daniel being in the lion's den. Wow. The faith the faith comes in that um, Daniel, like I said, was making his way up into the courtship and was having good respects from the kings, and so King Darius. Um, looked at him on favor and that drove everybody else mad. So all his other court members got um, Darius to decree a new law that said um, you can't pray to anyone but the king on this day. 
mm-hmm. um, knowing that Daniel, who is a man of faith, prays three times a day. Um, and so they did that to catch Daniel. And the consequence of this was to be put to death by form of the lion's den. Yes. Yeah. So we, we know from the story that God, because Daniel was faithful, God was just and shut the mouth of the lions. Um, but it just shows that um, having a fixed mindset on a foundational principle is important. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I like how you put it there. It's like there, there are foundational principles that you have to have. And once you develop that, your moral code or your spiritual direction, you have to lock it down. And that's the direction in which you're going to walk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Romans 12, 12, beautiful verse says, uh, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind or mindset. Um, then you may prove what is, what is that is good and acceptable and perfect in the will of God. Um, so one thing, especially since COVID, since everything going on in the world, I mean, um, that the church that we as, as, uh, believers need to, to, uh, to be is fixed in our roots, to be fixed in, in uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God and in the foundation of what it means to be a Christian um, so that we are not swayed by the, the world to come. And, and, you know, next week we're going to talk about the church and the church role and growth. Um, so I don't want to give too much away because there's really, really good stuff in there about this topic. Um, but it just goes to show that we need to be, we need to be fixed in our mindset again, when it comes to our foundational things. Um, but I do want to want to point out that it is a fine line. Um, Mm -hmm. there is a slippery slope. And I think you see that we find that in Matthew 25. Um, and sorry if I get long winded, but, um, in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, we have the parable of the talents. And so these are, um, Again, it's it's a parable, so it's supposed to be hard to understand, to be honest. But um, well, you're paralleling, yeah, yeah, it's paralleling things. And so Jesus is telling uh, the story of a faithful servant versus an unfaithful servant, Um, but he's showing um, in there that in verses twenty four and twenty five, when the master comes back, because the master had three servants and he gave them each different talents. And so the last servant was fearful of the master and hid his talent Mm -hmm. um, so that he didn't lose it. So he didn't build any interest for the master. He didn't do anything like that. So it's not directly the fixed mindset that that parallel that I'm drawing from. So so forgive me whenever I kind of bring it out a little bit. But if we take that 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 um, thought process to it you can see that this individual was with his master, right? Um, And he was fixed in the sense that he did not want to go and make a mistake. Yeah. He didn't want to displease his master. Yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of us get stuck in. We don't Mm -hmm. want to grow because we're afraid that we don't have all the answers and we don't afraid that we'll, we'll, go down the wrong rabbit hole or the wrong, not rabbit hole, but the wrong path in, in light of getting those answers. 
Yeah. So I, I that that's a really good point in the fact that you that you bring out about the the actual worker. I had never really thought about it in that sense, but you're right in the sense that it's okay to be fixed, but you can't sit here and either one justify it through your own cause or two just like the worker act out of fear. I think that both both ways that if you justify the success or um, of what you are given by God, or if you sit here and you focus on the fact of you're not going to do anything out of fear, that's that that that's not where a healthy fixed mindset is. Yeah. A healthy fixed mindset is based upon the scripture of how God has given His covenant to you that he loves you and he wants you to have a relationship with him. And that in the area of that concrete evidence is that you're able to sit here and say, Nope, this is my relationship with Christ. And I know this and um, I'm not going to allow anything to sway me from it. But how do we sit here and balance a fixed mindset so that we can build our house on like a rock instead of sand, you know, like Matthew seven mm-hmm. verses 24 through 27, where they sit there and talk about building a house on a rock rather than comparative to sand. And they're saying you build it on faith and you build it with Christ. I mean, how do we get a fixed mindset? Like, yeah. I mean, so kind of like we, we talked about, you know, the first half of this podcast, you know, and, that we're as Christians, we're called to be imitators of Christ. Um, and if we looked at look at that, and we look at the traditional family dynamic and the way it's supposed to be, we looked at we see that it's a, a symbol, uh, a relationship between how Christ and the church um, are to be, and like Christ is the head of the body of the church, uh, just like husbands are supposed to be the head of their households. So I think for men specifically, and I think this is the best way. I can approach this question as speaking from, you know, what we were um, kind of commanded or ordained to be, you know, the head, the spiritual leader of the household um, is we need to be examples of Christ. We need to have our our firm foundation, our faith in Jesus, um, in God, and the examples like Daniel was an example of having a kind of a set routine. I hate using the word routine. Um, habit is a better word, um, but even that makes it seem like it's a structural thing. Right. And we want it to be alive. We want it to be fluid, but have this this um, kind of habit of always going to God, uh, of setting time out to be with your your father, just uh, like Daniel. Time out to to read, um, to be that example to your your wife, to your your friends, to your family. Um, and you need to do that in um, community with your family, but also mm-hmm. alone. You know, Jesus would always have his group of 12. Then you know, he would have his inner group of like three or four. And then he would always go off and be by himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great example of, of how we can stay fixed um, in the Lord, in God um, moving forward. Yeah, I could I couldn't agree more. I really like your example of Christ going off on their own to seek and hear God, because 
as the leader, yes, you're supposed to set an example. Yes, you're supposed to to love and care and watch out and protect and and guide as to the best of your knowledge. But you also have to tune in or plug in to Christ and allow him to fill you up so that you may honor God and honor Christ while you feel fill that role of pouring out onto the family what God has put into you. And if you're not plugging in, then you're not getting filled. If you're not getting filled, then you're not delivering that um, nourishment to your own family. And uh, that that's that's really good stuff, man. So um, yeah, for everyone out there listening, I really challenge you to to think about how the scriptures show the growth mindset and how you can continue to improve your walk with Christ, improve your walk with, um, with God and learning to trust and have faith. And then also to understand that there is some positives in having a fixed mindset of your, your morals are your foundational principles uh, of Christianity and how those don't change. And it is perfectly fine to have a fixed mindset that those will not change, but always be open to listen and hear from God so that he can uh, direct you where he needs you to be. So um, as always uh, hit us up on our socials. We've got Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook. You can also email us at manifit 22 at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, or maybe you thought the scripture Uh, spoke differently to you. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. But um, Jesse, anything before? Uh, Not really. Nothing that I can think of. All I would say um, is, you know, uh, may God bless you and keep you. Uh, May you make his face shine upon you. Um, And especially during this time where you're wanting his face to shine upon uh, Florida and the East Coast as Hurricane Ian is um, making his his wrath known. So um, we just pray for uh, healing um, and safety. For sure. So uh, till next time, guys, may God bless and may God keep you. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Manifit podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Manifit Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we discuss the role the church plays in fostering growth.